cuts are blood money. People will die. Let's be very clear. Senate Republicans are paying for tax cuts for the wealthy with American lives. People need kidneys, it's sad but decreed, yet the senator's hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye, unless of course you just want people to die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear, over 30,000 people are dying each year. This modest change I propose must be applied, unless of course you just want people to die. Remember this classic from Remy, Reason Magazine, yeah, Reason Foundation. Uh, perfect timing, uh, it's a, it's... Never goes out of style, not with the left around, the likes of Krakajewia, as well as uh, Democrat it girl Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Usually the people suggesting that uh, people will die are the uh, ones who are uh, only too excited to call the herd, as it were. Ocasio-Cortez? Yeah. The push for renewable energy is the same as the push to defeat the Nazis in World War II. We talk of this is Ocasio-Cortez. Here we go. Deep thoughts with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So we talk about existential threats. The last time we had a major, really major existential threat to this country was around World War II. Yeah, give yourself some latitude there, round. Uh, and so we've been here before, and we have a blueprint for doing this before. None of these things are new ideas. What we had was an existential threat in the context of war. We had a direct existential threat with another nation. This time it was Nazi Germany and Axis, who explicitly made the United States as an enemy, as an enemy. Gosh, she's dumb. And what we did was chose to mobilize our entire economy and industrialize our entire economy, put hundreds of thousands, not millions of people to work in defending our shores and defending this country. We have to do the same thing in order to get us to 100% renewable energy, and that's just the truth of it. Deep thoughts. I mean, it's just I don't know where you go. She's she reminds me a little bit of Todd Stroger, even though oh, I like Todd yeah. Stroger. You know, Her he's call. adorable. Yeah. But he would say things that were so outlandish, absurd. Well, absurd. Yeah. You didn't know how to follow up or engage in a conversation. They're just conversation enders. And again, I take you back to that debate he had with Tony Pareka, where it was similar to watching a horror film. Because you, you just wanted it to stop because he was just demolishing him. Well, he couldn't wrap his head around any policies and he didn't have a plan. So people will die and Alexandra Cortez uh, wants to lead that charge, apparently. Um, and this is the same rhetoric you're hearing in response to uh, Trump administration proposal to roll back some of the cafe standards thresholds issued by the Obama administration back uh, six years ago. Uh, for more on this topic and whether or not people will die, we're pleased to be joined by Steve Malloy, who is the founder of JunkScience.com. He's also a member of President Trump's EPA transition team. Steve, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Well, good morning, Danny. Uh, so uh, much hue and cry over this uh, rollback in part of the uh, corporate average fuel economy standards, cafe standards that uh, – regulate how many miles to the gallon cars must get to be sold in America. Um, what are the real implications of what the Trump administration has proposed? Well, so in 2012, the Obama administration proposed to basically double fuel economy standards to 55 miles per gallon by 
2025, you know, it was it was an unattainable standard. There there was no technology on the drawing board then. There is none now. No way for car companies to meet that standard other than to, you know, shoehorn people into smaller, more dangerous cars or electric vehicle junk. Um, so the Trump administration has proposed to freeze fuel economy standards, basically where they are now, about 35 miles per gallon. And the idea here is to, uh, you know, allow people to get into safer cars sooner. You know, new cars are safer cars, and the average age of a car on U.S. roads today is 12 years. So if we can reduce prices, and the Trump administration uh, estimates that, they'll, you know, uh, its rule is going to reduce car, new car prices by a couple of few thousand dollars. They'll get more people into safer cars sooner, and they estimate that that will, that and people driving less will um, save 12,000 lives a year. And of course, this has sent Enviro's <laughs> into orbit, and they're claiming that, uh, well, but there's going to be all this, you know, more emissions and more air pollution, and it's going to kill people, and that, and those deaths need to be offset against the lives saved from newer, safer cars. And so I've done this paper, which is really sort of a summary of uh, my my book, Scare Pollution: Why and How to Fix the EPA, which which explains why outdoor air does not kill anybody in America. As a matter of fact, it doesn't kill anybody anywhere in the world, even in really filthy places like China. And so no one is going to die from increased air emissions, and so the twelve thousand lives estimate stands. Yeah, but what about what about the, what about the Nazi threat? I mean, the, uh, 100, 100%, well, there you go. But you I think know. we took care of them. Well, I mean, but our our Nazi threat, our twenty first Nazi threat, which is uh, not getting to one hundred percent renewable energy. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because just this morning, the uh, Organization for uh, Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, came out with an estimate that CO2 emissions are actually going to double by, they're going to go to like 50 gigatons per year by 2060. No one is cutting emissions. <laughs> no one. I mean, when the UN is coming out, you know, this is completely contrary to what you know, the Par- it's supposed to happen under the Paris Climate Hoax. Under the Paris Climate Hoax, you know, we're supposed to cut CO2 emissions 80% by 2050 or some nonsense like that. Uh, they're actually they're going way up. No one's cutting emissions. Uh, renewable energy is just more expensive energy. Um, so well, I, I have, wouldn't pay yeah. attention. She, she has no idea what she's talking about. Yeah, do you have any facts that. on, you know, this renewable energy, all the windmills that are popping up everywhere? Are they doing anything? So it's just spinning yeah, their blades. electricity cost more. Yeah. There's another article today out. Um, you know, Germany, which has gone very green, and they have all these windmills and solar panels. Since 2000, they have spent $220 billion. Their CO2 emissions are going up. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Um, is it, is that, is, well, by, by the way, is that even a problem? Um, you know, uh, there, there's life forms that are made of carbon, you yeah, know, like human beings. <laughs> no. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. People like me, people like you, uh, know that CO2 is good for the environment. It's you know it's what plants eat. <laughs> it's how they survive, and and we need plants. So CO2 is good for everybody. There is absolutely no credible scientific evidence that uh, you know more plant food in the atmosphere is going to destroy the planet. What contrary a, to popular lore. You know, I'd be a lot more impressed with the uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez crew if they could. Uh, first accomplish renewable energy as the power source 
to create the batteries for uh, for for electric cars. So if they could just accomplish that small task of not using fossil fuels for the parts for their electric uh, electric cars, then I'd start to get a little bit more impressed with what well, they had to yeah. say. Well, yeah. See, this is what kills me. You know, there are elect- U.S. electric utilities that are abandoning coal in favor of wind, solar, and battery technology. Of course, these batteries they don't really exist. And as you point out. They don't even really work on a small scale, like in your car or you know Elon Musk's wall or whatever that is. Yeah, they don't really work. I mean, my iPhone battery, you know, <laughs> you never know quite what's going on with it, which is complete. You know, when you burn fossil fuels, you know what you have, and you have it all the time. Well, and and also too, I mean, part of what we've seen in terms of the robust economic growth of the last year is uh, energy sector related, isn't it? Absolutely. President Trump has uh, ended the Obama war on coal. He has unleashed the other parts of the energy sector. You know, we're now going to be uh, producing more liquid natural gas, you know, through fracking that we can export to the rest of the world. Uh, You know, energy is the lifeblood of economic development. And, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna if you're gonna make electricity just you know senselessly cost more for no no gain, then you're gonna choke off your economy. And what do you want to say to those who think fracking causes earthquakes? <laughs> well, there's a large contingency yeah, of people. Yeah, out there no, well, no, but I, enough and, about and, your neighborhood. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, and and if you know if if it, it, it may very well cause some tremors for you know uh, wastewater that's not properly injected, but generally it's safe and uh, you know. Uh, yeah, everybody. It's not, it's, not, it's not causing any earthquakes anywhere. Maybe some tremors, but you know, it's small price to pay to have an economy. I think yeah, everybody in uh, Amy's neighborhood in the northwest side of or the north side everywhere. of Chicago has seen Gasland, and that's their only understanding of yeah. the energy policy in this country. <laughs> uh, it, just in terms of uh, going forward, uh, one of the other things with just going back to cafe standards. And this is sort of an underappreciated point of this, particularly with respect to environmentalists, because they tend to not like human beings very much. Uh, when you started to raise the cafe standards, didn't you also have the phenomenon of cars becoming lighter and uh, thus crashes becoming more deadly? So the only way to get to higher MPG per gallon or not the only way, but one of the ways is to make cars lighter and less resistant to serious well, car crashes. No, you're right. And in fact, that's the only way. To make uh, to to uh, to meet the Obama fuel economy standards, to shoehorn people either into smaller, lighter cars, which are more dangerous, or electric vehicles. And you know, it's basic physics. And if you know, small something small hits something larger, this, you know, it's worse for the small thing. Mm. And you know, I, I think consumers are misled because they, you know, like you read about a smart car or whatever little car having a five-star crash rating. Well, that's only if it runs into another car its size. If it runs into a truck or an SUV or a telephone pole, oh, yeah, all bets are off. All right. So pick on someone your own size, you smart yeah. cars. Yeah. I can't even fit one of those. I mean, what, those, I'm 6'5", so it's hard. Those smart cars Those smart cars are, look like death traps. Yeah, that, that, that is That's somebody who's lost the will to live, uh, riding in one of those things. There's no question about that. Yeah, sure, you can find Very parking good. in the city, but that's about all you could do. Uh, he is Steve Malloy. He is the founder of JunkScience.com. The book is Scare Pollution, Why and How to Fix the EPA, and his uh, most recent offering on uh, Trump, the Trump administration's rollback of Obama's cafe standard thresholds. Uh, you can find it at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, Will the Trump 
will the Trump fuel economy reform proposal create deadly air pollution? He answers that question with some detail. Steve Malloy, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. And, and he joined us on our turnkey 